Good Monday morning, everyone. If you can tell, which Gina has pointed out to me, I am nasally. I'm suffering from like hay fever or something. So I need like a ton of rain to come and like cleanse the air so I can breathe. But that's why I sound nasally. But today, you guys, for Author Talk, it's me and Dina Ray is here with me. Russell had a last minute emergency with his wife, Melinda, and they need to take off to Memphis. So he's going to try to join us from the car, but if not, you know, he needs to go and be with Melinda. And our author guest today hopefully will show up. If not, me and Dina can have this conversation all by ourselves. Yes, so talking I know. <laughs> talking about the weekend, well, me and Dina went up to Breakfield and Berkey. They had an author networking event. So me and Dina Ray went up there to the Dallas area and hung out with them and met some amazing people like Judy Lowe and uh jane sykes you know some other amazing authors up there so dina got to spend the entire day with me and do a car ride with me and lucille which is my red yukon yes my i named my butt hurt after that ride well mine did not but i had my butt warmers on okay you had the ac on i had the butt warmers on like let's just be honest then i came home I know. Well, then we came home, right? Now, you know, we're suffering from allergies. I've decided trees are trying to kill me. But other than that, Dina, what else did you do besides spend the weekend with me? Well, I worked on spreadsheets. <laughs> goodness, goodness. Hey, Anthony. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so, so much. Can you hear yeah. me? Yeah. Yes, we can. You are all good. So, Dina, you worked on spreadsheets. So, Anthony, we're just talking about our weekend, and Dina Dina loves spreadsheets. So, that's currently what she's talking about. Russell, welcome. All right. Hello. All right. So, Dina, you were working on spreadsheets, which is stressful. For well, me. I did. You know, you asked me to do that publishing timeline. So I went ahead and did that. I made it color coded. I added to it so that it automatically gives you all of your due dates based yeah. on what publication date you want. And um, then I added to it. So it's a full thing, but I'm doing it for you. Oh, you're editing that one. Yeah, that one's difficult. That, no, that one I'm, is overwhelming, Dean. Very easy, but it covs everything you need to know. About it's very, it's very overwhelming when, when you got to do your graphics, when you got to send it out to beta readers and arc readers and everything. when it starts flashing at you because you're past your due date. I mean, that's, it's cool, but it's overwhelming. It's just overwhelming. I like it though. It is, it is cool. I'm an info junkie. Yes, you are. Anthony, what about you? What did you do this weekend? Uh, let's see what happened. Uh, Visiting some friends on Friday, uh, normal routine on Saturday. I went to an event for the World uh, Week of Boxing in the Bronx, New York. Uh, basically, yesterday was a couch potato, watched more football than I needed to. So it was a pretty relaxing, rainy, wet weekend. Oh, see, you're getting rain. I need to be up there. I would be able to breathe and getting rain. We're I'm down here in like hay fever allergy season here in Texas. And I think it was like 100... Back in the hundreds, it was 102 on Saturday. Yesterday felt like 103. I think today, oh, I think we're not going to hit 100 today. I think we're at 97, but the humidity is like 80%. So we it was are, in the 50s. It this rain today. Here. 
Russell, now that's just wrong. That's wrong. I can see you're in a sweater and we're over here in like tank tops sweating. Yes. I'm jealous. I am jealous, Russell. Yep. Oh Absolutely. my goodness. Russell, oh, what did you do this weekend? supposed to get rain today. Hopefully. So I was in Washington, D.C. all weekend. Nice. Uh, I got to hang out at the Capitol, meet, uh, had meals and drinks with old friends that work in the Capitol, met some new friends. Uh, our hotel was across the street from where the Ukrainian president and his entourage were staying. So it was lots of uh, mixing with... Uh, Dignitaries? Uh, very arrogant dignitaries. There it you was, go. It was, it was quite an entertainment because the arrogance was, it would fill a room whenever they walked in. It was mm. so funny and I, I should have expected it and I totally didn't. I can see And that. so uh, our guest, is he a world boxing fan? Is that what I get? Yeah, I'm an advocate for boxing, and my father has been pretty much around boxing his entire life and my entire life, yeah. So a gentleman that was the world champion boxer twice, and he was in Creed Three, uh, and I have cigars several times, and uh, he has quite the stories. I love it. I, I believe you. Absolutely. He does. Yes. Russell, I remember you had mentioned him to me. So I remember that original conversation for sure. But well, I need to thank I need to thank the people that are listening to us on the podcast. Uh, we are top ten independent book cat uh, podcast in America. We very we very much thank everyone that uh, listens to us. I'm sorry today that I am in a car. It was an unexpected situation. Uh, but Amy, where do people find us? Yeah, so you guys can find us anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, Good Pods. Pretty much anywhere that you can go and look up a podcast, you can listen to us. And I will mimic what Russell says. That we are incredibly humbled. We have been doing this for eight years. The new year will be nine years. And it has been so much fun. We have evolved and talked to so many people within the writing community, industry, and just the writing as a whole. And so we have thoroughly enjoyed it. And we're just excited to see what comes next big movements and on what comes next you guys the holidays are approaching so remember that abundantly social does the 12 days of page shows in the holidays and that's the first 11 days of december and then the 12th day everybody comes back on so that's happening halloween's around the corner and if, so if you have family halloween costume ideas and suggestions send them to me because I am currently looking. I have Aladdin, The Incredibles, Mandalorian was one I was thinking about because um, I like to do Halloween family costumes and I need ideas. So who better than for you guys to give me ideas? So reach out, send me a message, let me know for all of those. But it's time for Dina Ray to take over the reins and get Anthony talking about his book. Take it away, Dina Ray. So... 
I just got a little bit of your information last night late. Thanks, Amy. Um, but I need to know you're an MBA and MSML. Is that correct? Yeah, leadership and business management as well. So it's a, it's a three-part master's program. So, and, and your book is Living Above the Norm. Is that correct? That is correct. It would look a little something like this. And it looks like a thick book, thick tomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the letters are bigger than normal, easier on the eyes, you know, make it more comfortable for everyone to, to enjoy it. Uh, it's a 300 and somewhat pages, 310 pages. Uh, I, I put it in text form for the first 100 or the first 200 books to, uh -huh. get, to get to identify who are the first people that actually get the book. And then I'll put it in a smaller form after, but I wanted to present it initially with a soft opening or, yeah. or, or soft release in, in a big text form. And it, it it's called living above the norm. And it's, is it like helping you find your feet in life or in your career? All of the above. It's All everything of about how, how to live your life. Anything from making decisions, from scheduling, from utilizing your time wisely to identify. I mean, I think the main thing in this book is trying to put yourself in a, in a self-assessment, so to speak. So you yeah. can, if you're going to judge, people say we shouldn't judge. But if you're going to do it, and we're going to do it anyway because it's a normal behavior, right. let's, let's do it the right way. Let's put value on something. Let's make something intangible, tangible. Let's put some levels on it. And let's see where we fit in, not just with modern society, but within ourselves. A kind of a self-actualization tool to see where you at in life. Nice. So what made you decide to take every, everything, you know, the advice and everything that you give in this book and actually put it together and publish this book? Was it just something that you're well, you know, you're talking to people and it was really benefiting them. And you're like, you know, I should just write this down. Or what was that beginning process like for you? That's a, that's a very good question. I, I knew that one day I would write something. I don't know what. I was probably leaning towards more of the fictional books, story. Yeah. Kind of. um, I didn't think it was going to be a book like this. What, what happened is I went to school for business and I realized that how could I consult people in business if they don't have the right mindset? Right. So where's the segue between mindset and business? So I'm like, wait a minute. I will help you get from point A to point B is not going to guarantee any consistency or sustainability. Therefore, I might be encouraging you to fail. And that's not going to look too good in my in my uh, accolades and resume. If, yeah. If I'm, if I'm not looking at the mindset. So I said, let's take it a little bit, you know, be behind that, like in a holistic way. So I so said, how do we prevent that? Okay, I guess we'll have to start going towards the life coaching kind of stuff and then kind of bring it into the business coaching. So I said, okay, you know what? I made the connection and I said, uh-oh, I might have to help a person understand what it takes to become successful in business it has a lot to do with mindset and preparation. So that's how that came about. Yeah, and I think that makes a lot of sense because as a business owner, your mindset kind of going into it 
and really knowing what you're getting into, right? Because business ebbs and flows. You have hard times, you have um, not so hard times and things change and they can change rapidly, right? I mean, a lot of people have experienced that after the pandemic and everything like that. So your mindset's really important. So I could see how that would kind of feed into it. And then it, you know, went into the direction more of kind of like life coaching and setting people up to be successful within that field. So you mentioned that you always thought you'd be a fiction writer. So if you were to write fiction, what genre would you have written in? It's, it's funny because I thought about this, probably a horror story, like a werewolf kind of thing. Like oh, okay. A cross between werewolf and, and vampires, that's pretty hot and doesn't grow old you know, at any time. So something like that, or we could even do a kind of a Friday the 13th camp kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I watched those type of movies since I was young. I watched Jaws when I was like seven years old. And my mother has a sick sense of humor. and She took me to the beach the next day. But anyway. <laughs> um, there you have it. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Jaws when I was about seven. You and I are about the same age, so I won't well, reveal mine, but then I'll be revealing yours. So we're on the same team here, right? right. <laughs> exactly. But um, well, I, I think a lot of people. I think your book would be helpful because a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, you know, when when they lost their you know go to the office job and they thought, well, you know, I'm gonna do my own thing but they have no clue all of the work and all of the gears that have to move in time to do their own business so you know if 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 you help and you know so then they're floundering out here because there, there isn't a roadmap to doing your own business there's all kinds of TikTok videos hey you need to do this well that doesn't work for everybody so i i think that would be interesting because you know it, I, I see that it says you have a, a strong emphasis on self-empowerment. And I think that's that's what business owners really need because they take on so many hats with it. I have I have to agree. You see, what I what I realized is your life is your business, first and foremost. If you treat your life like a business, then you will have a successful life. And if you blend the two. And think about all, all the logistics to, of, to life and compared to all the logistics of a business. They're pretty much the same thing. You, you can actually transfer back and forth the analogies that are used for both business and life. Uh, but if you understand that, in, in other words, like give you an example, decision-making in business is crucial. Decision-making in life is crucial as well. Yeah. There are consequences. So I talk about accountability, graduating into responsibility. I talk about it has 15 chapters, levels, energy, discipline, and so on. Loving yourself first, uh, energy, time management, you know, all the way leading up to time and then going into discipline and then leadership. And eventually we close with total wealth management. It talks about different um, synonyms to and definitions of wealth like health and other other things. It's just not a financial thing. It's a lot of other things that are consistent with that. Well, yeah, like my family's board meetings are out of control. Yeah, <laughs> I will say that. Well, Anthony, I do have a question for you. Sure. Mostly because I'm I'm a curious person. So when I go over and I click on purchase your book from from your website, you have a hardcover and a paperback version. You don't have an ebook version. Is there a specific reason why you don't have an ebook version of your book? 
During the course of publishing this book, I've learned the intricacies of doing this. This is no joke. And the ebook version is different from the hardcover and the soft version. So we're actually currently working on it. It, it should be available uh, in a couple of days, pending approval from Amazon. So we are finally, I think, at a point where the accepted manuscript is ready. Yeah. It's today, as a matter of fact. So it could be available in two days. Uh, worst nice. case scenario, hopefully by Friday. Nice. I just wanted to know because, you know, sometimes, right, I've worked with and encountered authors who will release each version of their book separately, like within months of each other, like they'll do a hardback first and then a paperback and then they'll do their ebook a couple months later and then a year later they'll do an audiobook. So I didn't know if you were doing that or what your thought process was behind that because did you, did you publish this book yourself or did you have a publisher publish it for you? What I did was hire one of these fly-by-night companies that you find on Facebook to, okay. uh, to help me get by. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, uh, but before that, I interviewed several of these people. Uh -huh. And what I did was gather up a whole bunch of information to realize that I could do this on my own. I just need somebody to guide me through and then maybe just upload the manuscript in a certain form or format, which, yeah. I, don't, which I don't have access to. So I did the bare minimum. And I hired this person and caused a whole bunch of problems with their lack of experience. But yes, yeah. I did it myself, but it also is encouraging me to help because my goal is to help young writers and to, to save writing. You know, we're losing music, we're losing health, gym, we're losing a lot, you know, in the curriculums nowadays. Yeah. And, I, and, and writing is an art. And I want to go into my old junior high schools and, and uh, intermediate schools and do contests where we can have some publishing going on and I want to know the intricacies of publishing so this was a blessing in disguise even though it was a nightmare but yeah the extreme and that's part of the book too is to take the worst case scenarios and and look at it for um, its valuation like try to evaluate the best the so it'll help you deal with stress anxiety and a lot of things that we deal with on a daily basis and look, look at the times we're on right now without being judgmental it's not easy you know, especially for people our age, you know, trends, trends happen in minutes. Pew, pew, yeah. pew. It's hard to keep up, but nevertheless, it's a dying art. And I'd like to contribute to keeping it alive and, and making it even more than what it is uh, with, with things yeah. like that. So, yeah, the publishing helped me learn. And I did it mostly on my own. I have an assistant. She's great with illustrations. and But most of the writing yeah. was done, you know, by hand. No, I, I love that. So indie and uh, small press authors and small press publishers is my happy spot, right? So I love that. And you know, you are not alone. There are so many other authors that have had awful experiences their first time publishing a book. Every time you publish a book, it's a little bit different, right? So I love that you're just like took it as a learning curve and embraced it, right? Because, you know, everyone I feel like thinks oh you've you know you've published a book you know they don't really know the like blood sweat and sometimes tears most often tears that go into that process of doing it and so you know kudos to you i i love it when i when i hear people and they're like you know i i interviewed a bunch of people i did a lot of mother research myself and you know i i learned it and just took it over and did it myself because that that's an empowering move yourself you know because you want to put out the quality product and book that you want it to have 
right? And that's important. And so taking control of that and doing it yourself is probably the best way to do it, in my opinion. I am not an author on here. I'm probably the only one on this call that's not, but I can market the hell out of a book. So I will be completely honest with you and I will tell you. So that's why I'm a huge advocate. And I think indie authors are incredibly talented and the stigma around them is is sad because they are amazing. So I love to hear to hear that. So is there, are you going to publish more books? Did it scare you off from publishing books or is there no, more to come from you? This is a series of four books. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the next book, which I'm about 70% done uh, with is the prequel to this book, which is, oh. which is PS. I love me, which is more about self-love. Okay. So that's where it all begins. It's more about the self-awareness, self-actualization that you need to move forward. All of the Not self, put the word self in every verb, and that's what it's about. Nice. So how long have you been working on that one? I guess a better way to ask that question is how long did it take you to write Living Above the Norm before you could start writing P.S. I Love Myself? Uh, this book right now is 10 years of research and thought, three years of actually writing. Okay. Reason being is I wanted to express myself more intellectually and more eloquently. So I went to school for 10 years before. Yeah. And while I was in the course of finishing all, all the score, I started expressing myself to, to, to write better, to comprehend. Because I winged it for a long time. I came from an impoverished neighborhood and I winged the, the fact of having a vocabulary. And I didn't realize the strength of a vocabulary and what it can do for you and the power behind that. You can't empower people if you keep winging it because all you're doing is enabling them to be as unsuccessful as you have been. So, you know, nevertheless, the vocabulary level wasn't there. So I, this book was like put into practice from everything that I've learned in the last 12 years. Nice. I'd say I love that because I feel like if you're going to write nonfiction, especially self-improvement, self-help, those kinds of books, you really have to research that because you don't want to give off bad information, right? And it's almost like you have to live what you're going to write and see how it affects you before you can write it. So I feel like in the sense, those books take longer to write, almost like fantasy novels, right? Fantasy novels take like almost two years because you're world building and bouncing, right? So I feel like self-help books in that, uh, that extent kind of take the same amount of time because you have to practice what you're preaching in, in your book. You know, so I that's can I can relate to that. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. definitely a key component is being able to understand the, the, the universal language, which is love. Love is not a title. Love is an action word, and it requires action in order for it to actually be love. And the intellectual sense is when you practice it, not the knowledge is not enough. Putting into practice is where the intellect comes in, you know. So that's where the universe understands that if you say something to the universe and you don't keep your word, the universe will turn its back on you and not believe in you and it will pass the blessing on to someone else. Yeah, no, that is that is very true. So we have live above the norm, right? Mm -hmm. And then the PS I love myself. So what are the next, your final two in your series? The third one is get Ghettonomics, which this is about 60% nice. done. This is the okay. first book that I started writing a long time ago. Oh, okay. And then the last one would be Total Wealth Management in that series. So the last chapter of Live Above the Norm is the last book in a series of four. Okay. Right. 
Nice. So like you have it all mapped out and you're writing each one at like different stages, which I can mm -hmm. like I can compliment you on because I'm doing good to remember my name most days because I have a four and a three year old. So I can't imagine writing at different stages, different books at the same time. Like that would be exhausting. Right. That would be so exhausting. But I'm curious to know, how did you get into into business? Is it just something you've always wanted to do or how did that kind of evolve for you? And then it turned into writing this, this series. Uh, I've always had a feeling that money makes the world go round. Kind of, I've seen the power of money and what it does to people and how it changes. That's easier. You know? <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm realizing that I grew up in, in, um, in a very, very poor neighborhood. So, some of our, the way we look at things is we've done so much for so long with so little that now we can do anything with nothing really comes to mind because we had to be extremely creative because we didn't have access to the, to the resources or the sources that were available to the, and I'll say the word, normal, uh, functional America, so to speak, if we're just going to say the United States. So... What it, what it does is it puts me in a creative form. So therefore, you need to be creative in order to be successful in business. You, there has to be a sense of, of creativity. But, you know, so we're not encouraged to be creative. You know what I'm saying? So we're actually more indoctrined to listen to our cultures and our beliefs, which are not progressive. They're more excuse and victimization. So... When you get out of that mentality, you realize your creativity actually does exist. You have to separate yourself from those type of environments. And, and that's when you start blossoming and start realizing, hey, wait a minute. You can actually have a successful business because we've done so well without these resources. Imagine if we start adding resources to this. So then you start learning how to, like behavior has a lot to do with it when you are trying to learn from someone who knows more than you do. They're not going to accept you in those communities unless you know how to behave or conform yourself. So it's a lot. Of, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And what pushed me to business was just that. That I believe that there is nothing that you cannot make money from if you're passionate and you enjoy it. It won't be work. It would be something that you actually could put your time, effort, energy, and spirit into it, and it should be enough in order to be successful. And that's when I started thinking business. Yeah. Well, let no, me ask I you, do you do speaking engagements? Do, do you give like do you give lectures or, or speaking engagements? I am now going to I am now going to do these speaking engagements and motivational speaking in different colleges and different uh, schools uh, around the country. Um I do personal and one-on-one -on -one business consulting. I do life coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I go into businesses and I do this thing that's like uh, undercover boss where I act, act like I'm hired by the company and I'll make an assessment so that I can get it from a different point of view, from the worker's point of view, to see what leaders are actually empowering and which ones are more one-dimensional and selfish. So yeah. I, do, I, do, I do certain things like that. And I do a lot of community events. I'm all over the place and I love it. I'm just... That sounds so interesting. It, it really does. It, it's it's, a, would, it's beautiful. Love to read your book. Yeah, definitely so. A, a lot of people like to pick my brain because I'm I'm fast on the go. Like um, I don't have time to make an appointment 
to make an appointment. When you have somebody in front of you, you have to make the best of what you have and get as much as you can from it because otherwise you're just passing the buck. Yeah, you're wasting your time in theirs too. Well, I think for your industry, right, and the lectures that you're going to give and, and mm -hmm. stuff, having a book like this is a great, um, sometimes an expensive, but a great business card, right? Because you can kind of, if you're doing events and those kinds of things, you can have them at the back of the room or they can be the freebies for people to take home and they get a sense of you, right? Because writing is very personal in any avenue that you go in. And especially when you're doing like business and you're doing coaching and those kinds of things, they really need to feel some kind of relatability and kind of get a sense for who you are before they kind of make that investment in themselves through you. So I always find that nonfiction books like yours are a big, um, it's an expensive, but it's a great business card because it really lets people know who you are and your, your kind of values and everything that goes into it and why you can relate to them, which I think is important from a consumer mindset, right? Which is really difficult for authors to get into. I think it's, it's brilliant to do because you want that relatability. And I've lived all these things. I've done all these things. And now I want to help you be successful in that kind of arena. So I mean, I love, I love those. And I'm a sucker for a really good self-help book. Like, Especially just, I'm a Amy, and Amy, you've actually had several clients that have used uh, uh, business books as a part of their business plan for their companies too, haven't you? I have. So I have had clients, Anthony, I'm not sure if, if you've done something like this or not, but I've had clients that have created a business. It's been up and going for mm -hmm. a year or two and they want to be considered an expert, an expert in that field. Right. Cause it kind of gives them a leg up and with the others within that industry. Right. So they will create like a tip book, a self-help book, a research book. I've had one that did one on uh, PRP, which she uses in her wellness center. And she did all these case studies and put it into a book and she has it at her wellness center. Um, those kinds of things. And it kind of just gives them a leg up with others within their community and gains more credibility with potential new customers and clients and those kinds of things. So they it always have that as their mindset. It does yeah. add to the crown of fightings. And then, you know, you've got this book out there and it's always there, you know, that's like, here's my information. And if I can't come to you, you can get this book and you can get the benefit of my knowledge and my research because I've had a lot of clients like that as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what, I, what I found was, what I found with this book is as I was learning, because that's, that's what I do. If, if my greatest accolade is I love to learn. I, I want to know as much as possible. Yes. So the best part of this book was at the end during the, during the picture, the, the cover, and then the back cover. And trying to make it a little bit more modern, you'll see all my social media links and QR codes here. You know, so that's a modern twist. This is, this is the building where I grew up um, and I used to always overlook the city that I say one day I'm going to be over there. So there's a lot of meaning. And, and what I did was create more discussion because I, that's what I really want to do. I want to have discussions about these topics. That's, that's where I'm at. Social media is ready to go. You know, all the other outlets are ready to go. So this is kind of like a coming out party, a very soft way of just introducing myself to, to people. And I'm, I'm blessed to be here by, by all means. And, and again, it's just 
taking those business models, like like all those basic models that you're talking about that, that a business consultant can do, we should all be able to do that. The thing that I, I like to do is add the personal component to it because it gets to a point where it has to be catered to the person and to the business. And we have to make that segue come alive. So yes, there's a lot of basic information and foundational business uh, things to do. It's just those components is what I add when people, oh, what do we do with this? Like I can give something to someone, but if they don't know what to do with it or how to maximize it, then that proposes another problem. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely something that kind of fills the hole for people. Cause for me, right. When I started my business seven years ago, seven, mm -hmm. eight, we're just going to go with seven because it's it's seven or eight. There was a lot, there was a big learning curve, right? Like there was a lot of questions that I asked and I just kind of jumped into it. And I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to jump in the deep end and I'm going to do this, right? And I'm going to build it. And it's it's taken years and then it has built into, you know, what I have today. But there's always that big learning curve. And so if you can have all the material to kind of educate yourself within that to make you feel empowered, because I don't know about anybody else, but when you're a business owner, you really go through all of your emotions and sometimes in a single day, right? Sometimes you're like, yeah, man, my business is thriving. The next you're just like, oh my gosh, I should quit and I should give up, right? Because it's so difficult. So you have to have those like resources available because I always tell people that being a business owner is not for the faint of heart. It's incredibly difficult and you have to be mentally strong and emotionally strong to handle it because it, it will push your buttons and challenge you in all of the good ways and all of the bad ways. And so you have to be equipped in all of your avenues to have resources and things like your book to kind of help pull people out to keep them going. Because it is not for the faint of heart. It's, an, it's incredibly difficult, but it is most rewarding in my opinion. So I, I love your book. I'm excited for it. Well, and, and then to most business owners that I know, they're always looking for new information, you know, trying to educate themselves, not only on the aspects of their business, their specific business, but business practices in general. And I can't tell you how many, I mean, I read, I read an insane amount, but I read a lot of nonfiction and a lot of memoirs and I'm constantly going through, even when I read on my Kindle, man, I'm like highlighting. So then I can send that, to my computer and I've got it so I can always look back on it. So yeah, I mean, it, it's great. You know, if, if you don't have the physical book in front of you to, you know, break out the trusty highlighters from college or from high school or, or you know, just in general. I, yeah, I, I feel you. I always I, have I to learn. You. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, funny you say that. Uh, last year was the first year that i started reading books by choice i've read many books not by choice either through advice or through um college or school right but last year was the first year yeah. and i've read a, a nice amount of books from last year to this year so while i was writing this book a lot of these self-help books that i did read and got uh familiar with they're saying the same thing and what i'm realizing is the English language has a lot of synonyms. And when everybody has a favorite word or a trigger word, then it becomes something else. And when we, when we recognize we're all saying the same thing, it's just that certain words don't resonate well with certain people. That's part of vocabulary. And that's those are the things uh, that I share with people. In business, you have to be able to be articulate 
And the attitude is ex extremely important because that's what creates the corporate culture. You want people to believe and buy into this, but you have to lead by example. So, you know, very important aspects of, of, of successful business is attitude as well, you know? And, and I think that there, there is a dumbing down of, of things and, and vocabulary, I mean, is lost. You know, we have all of these wonderful words. My favorite word of all time, troglodyte. I love that word. And no yeah, I one think called me that a couple of times. I did not call you a troglodyte. I saved that for people online because they don't know what it is and then they have to go look it up. Or hey, don't tell people my secret. I don't know what that is, okay? My vocabulary is not as extensive as your guys's. okay? I think the difference here is I'm okay with that because I can't spell that word and I am empowered knowing that I am a bad speller and I will let people know. So if you wanna call me something or whatever, can you spell it for me so I can at least look up what you're calling me? That's that's my motto, and I'm okay with that. Like, that, we all have weaknesses. I'm cool with it. That's cool. That's really cool. It's like, you know, something else I talk about is the famous glass half full and half empty. It's so cliche and it's overused. Yes. I talk about many glasses and how each glass represents a strength that you have and how the relationships that you carry with people, any relationships, should be able to help pour into those glasses together so we can complete each other while you're trying to get to a higher point in life and becoming the best you so that you can be the best you for everyone else, especially for those that say that they are externists, you know, people that are from external nature and not internal. So some things to think about. Yes, for sure. I do want to know, though, after, after your series... Is there more work that's going to come for you? Or are you going to complete the series and take a break? What's next for you in your writing venture? I don't think it'll ever stop. I have some PDFs coming out. I have a docu-series that's coming out soon that's going to take this book and I, uh, uh, separate it into five segments, three chapters each. Nice. Going to go in depth, going to have some uh, experts on these fields that'll come in. I'll interview them and have these great conversations so that we could go a little bit deeper into this. So this was, again, just foundational information. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it's amateur. I will say it's kind of intermediate. Uh, but I want to bring in, like, for instance, I have a vegan Jewish rabbi, chef. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these people like from the gym, you know, I talk a lot about holistic medicine prevention. Why we sh why should we go to the doctor and what should we get out of this experience with the doctor? What questions we should be asking? So try to help people think not just outside the box, but to get in tune with themselves and realize your needs and wants and your desires and just supercharge it towards, you know, living a healthy, you know, and a life of joy, peace, and love. Like That's the overall goal of the book is to get you to the joy, peace, and love part. I love that. I think that, in, uh, I think within society, we need that a lot more, right? For sure. So okay. I love that 100%. The series just sounds super amazing and useful. There's so many books that are, that are put out and they're like, what is the purpose? 
No. You know? I love it. I love it. Word. Purpose is a huge word. It, it really is. And I think that's what we're all seeking, clarity of purpose. And once you understand that just living and breathing and being conscious of the now would eliminate the anxiety of the future and the ego and fear and doubt of the past. No, absolutely. I think having a purpose is a main and big driving factor for a lot of people. If you don't have purpose, then, you know, it's really hard to kind of find meaning within life, I think, for sure. But with that, let's do closing comments, questions, statements. Russell, you first because you're traveling. Well, uh, I'm sorry I haven't been able to participate more. We have a lot of side noise going on. Uh, this said, I would love to have a bourbon with you and discuss this a little bit more because this sounds like there's a lot of stoic philosophy in this, and I would love to discuss it. Would you please tell people where they can find your books? My book is available on Amazon Books under Live Above the Norm. My name is Anthony Manzanette. It's available at the moment in hardcover and softcover. And I just recently found out that it's available in Barnes & Noble as well uh, under, again, Live Above the Norm. And my name is Anthony Manzanette. Wonderful. Dana Ray, your turn. <laughs> your website is actually liveabovethenorm.com and they can find your book that way as that well. is that is the landing page that will keep you updated with all the other activities and all the other things that i'm getting into so you can subscribe uh to be updated on future podcasts uh i'm all over the place right now on, on many social media platforms so i'm starting to just again come alive but yes liveabovethenorm.com is the landing page i also have another website which is the mother company, Ormiga Enterprises. That's the actual business entity. But for now, liveabovethenorm.com. Yeah, because that's how I found the book, was, was through uh, Live Above the Norm from your website. Absolutely. So, yes. Anthony, thank you so much for reaching out and for coming and talking to us. Your book and your entire series sounds amazing. But your whole just philosophy and thought process on life and in business and, you know, the peace and love aspect, I'm a huge advocate for. So this was wonderful. We will have to have you back on when your other books come out because we love series. Series are awesome. And we love talking about each book individually. So make sure that you let me know when your next one comes out. But thank you, Anthony, so much for joining us this morning. I'm, I am a fan of you guys. Thank you so much. I feel blessed. And no words, even though I'm an author now, no words can express <laughs> You know, saying how I feel right now and being a part of what you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Anytime. This has been so much fun. Well, you guys, we hope you all have a great and fantastic rest of your Monday, a great rest of your week, and we will catch you all next week. Bye, everybody.